Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children and builds specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Buck Brief, everybody. Are the walls finally closing in on Biden's candidacy? That's what I want to focus on this time around. Let me tell you what's going on. You've got Representative James Comer saying that he has subpoenaed and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden received payments originating from Beijing in 2019 when Joe Biden was running for president. And Joe Biden's home is listed as the beneficiary address for both of those wires from China. We also have reporting that the investigation, the special counsel looking into Biden's handling of classified documents, that that is escalating uh, dramatically. I'm not so sure about that. I, I have some thoughts that I will want to share on that one. Um, but let's start with what's going on with Joe Biden first and this uh, latest from Representative James Comer. What have we been waiting for all along here? What is the thing that more than anything else would be the last push to end Biden's reelection? Uh, efforts. 
which are underway. I know we don't hear about it very often, but technically Joe Biden is still running for re-election. It would be the smoking gun quid pro quo uh, corruption evidence. It would be something like wire transfers that were clearly meant to, from China, no less, I mean, from a, a foreign adversary that were meant to uh, bring about some kind of relationship, change in policy, and something that you could just say, this is as clear-cut corruption as it gets. Now, I, I understand that they're going to hold to this line that it's just Hunter and that Joe knew nothing about it. But at what point, at what point does that start to crumble? I mean, he's listing Joe Biden's home address as the wire beneficiary. He could say, okay, well, Hunter did that. That's not Joe's fault. Who pays for all of Joe Biden's stuff all these years? I mean, you really think about it. Joe Biden has been in public life for his entire life. And the guy's got like a three or four million dollar beach house, got a multi-million dollar mansion in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. I mean, Joe Biden has somehow done very, very well for himself. Now, I understand you could say after he was vice president, uh, he was able to probably get money for a memoir and some speeches. All right. But how much? Clearly not that much because Hunter Biden felt the need to go as the bag man for the Biden family and pick up millions and millions of dollars. And I think that that's, that's a recognition here that we all need to have. We all need to understand. We're talking about the kind of money that people will take enormous risks for. You know, we're talking about the kind of money that people would be willing to, some people, sell out their principles, maybe even their country. I mean, juxtapose this for a second to the case of uh, Menendez, who is facing, as we know, a second felony indictment, a uh, second felony prosecution for corruption. And the problem I have with all this is, what is the difference, really? I mean, when you start to look at this between what Menendez's wife, who is also indicted, did here, and what Hunter Biden did. I mean, start to look at those... Start to look at those uh, comparisons. Look at that connective tissue, if you will. Hunter Biden was accepting large sums of money on behalf of his, well, family. No one thinks that Hunter Biden was getting paid money because he was an expert in anything other than selling access to his dad. The whole point, whether explicit or not, of Hunter as global collection agent for the Biden crime family was... You, you give us that money and, you know, you'll, you'll get that special access. You'll get taken care of. Now, if this was an American business, it still may, it's still unseemly. and It still would have to be looked at as a function of law. But you could, you could say, you know, how bad is this really going to be? You know, how, how, how much damage is really going to be done? It's, it's corrupt, but it doesn't feel like a betrayal. But when you're talking about taking money from the Chinese Communist Party, right? That's a, that's a level above. That's an escalation beyond what we have seen. That's an escalation uh, beyond the stuff that you would generally think of in American politics that, that qualifies as corruption, right? Because that's a country that we have a substantial, not just interest in dealing with, but 
wishes us certainly economically and I think just in general harm over the long term. China wants to supplant us, and China sees any U.S. weakness as it, as advantage. As advantage. Some people say, oh, that's just the nature of international relations. Now, I, we, we don't sit around in America saying, oh, man, Belgium's weakness is to our advantage. Like, we don't care, right? China matters in this way. It's different. And that's where so much of this, so many millions of dollars were coming from. And so then we sit here and we say, okay... What would it take? What would it take for Hunter Biden to have done something so egregious, or in this case, Hunter Biden to have ensnared his dad, the sitting president, into something so outrageous that Democrats would agree? And finally, Joe Biden would say, I've decided for reasons of health. We all know that's what he would say. I've decided for reasons of health and age, I'm not going to seek reelection. I go back and forth on this. I'm not really sure there is a clear defined level. It obviously exists. There must be because they know and it's not because they have some principle. And if Joe Biden violates the principles, they're going to feel badly. It's because they know at some level, they know at some level of understanding the independents and the swing voters they're going to need. in some of those key states will be so turned off by the, Biden crime family corruption apparatus that they won't be able to win. It's all about power. It's not about principle. It's about power. And I I wonder what that level really looks like. I wonder what that distinction is really going to be uh, going forward. You know, what, what could happen here? And that brings me to the question of the, uh, the classified information that they're looking at with a special counsel at Joe Biden, which I'm just going to tell you right now. Well, I have a different take than what ABC News and the rest of the media wants you to believe on this one. You know, there's some chatter these days in financial circles that our federal government could announce a new form of digital currency. If the rumors are true, it would replace our current currency system. One well-researched financial newsletter editor and former Wall Street insider thinks it's going to happen. His name is Tika Tawari. This is the type of thing you want to prepare for. He's exposing this government plan in a revealing new video and showing you the three steps you need to take to prepare. See it online at dollarrecall.com. Watch this video that some in the government don't want you to see. Go to dollarrecall.com. Learn how to prepare before it's too late. That's dollarrecall.com. Dollarrecall.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. So now there's this other story that the federal investigation into Joe Biden and his handling of classified documents is a massive, sprawling investigation. They've interviewed, I think, over 100 people, it says. They've interviewed witnesses, including Secretary of State Blinken. Uh, This is all because 25 documents marked classified were found at the home of or homes and also the uh, Biden, the Penn Biden Center, uh, and they shouldn't have been there. Twenty five documents, one or two. I honestly look. I used to, I used to work with classified documents. It was taken so extremely seriously that I, they, they, it's like they wanted everybody to have some kind of a mental disorder. Like, oh my god, like if I like left a document on the table in the wrong, you know, skiff for five seconds, like the Russians will win and we'll lose the nuclear war. I mean, they, they terrify you is what I'm saying. They terrify you at the prospect 
of mishandling anything classified and classified documents in general are really unimpressive. Uh, generally speaking, the classified documents that most people are handling, you would say, why is that classified? In fact, I have seen myself examples of things that are classified that, you know, you, you couldn't. It's like the first thing that would come up on Google. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But the overclassification is a uh, constant within the government. That said, there are things that are sensitive and secret and need to be kept so. And if everybody else is going to be held very accountable for this kind of stuff, you would think that the people at the very top of the national security apparatus would be held accountable for how they handle this stuff. But here's what I'm telling you about the Joe Biden. I'm giving you a different take on this than you're going to hear from uh, most other folks. And it is... Well, for maybe anybody, I don't know. I'm not sure what other people are saying about it yet. I just read this story, and now I'm telling you what I think. They want to make it seem like this is a really serious investigation. They want to make it seem like this is incredibly important to get right. Because ultimately, I can tell you where this is going. Didn't mean to do it. No harm, no foul. That, that will be... They'll write some report to make it seem more official. Oh, my gosh, you know, we have to tighten up our handling of classified and blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. They'll write some kind of report on it. They'll do something to try to indicate for everybody that this was looked into with all the seriousness that it deserves and everything else. Right. They'll try that. But. The truth is. That the fix is in and there's absolutely no way that they're going to have any real culpability. What would that even look like for Joe Biden? Well, what would they even do? He's president. They can't prosecute him. Uh, they're not going to prosecute anybody else. But I think there's something else, another piece of this you should keep in mind. While they're telling you how serious they are about this investigation, while they're explaining to everybody how they've, you know, overturned every every stone and rock and everything else, while they've done all of that, um, truth is, I think they're just getting, they're trying to... Uh, make themselves a, a better position, create a better position from which to really hammer home the federal indictments against Donald Trump, right? So that's also a part of this, too. It's, see, with Joe Biden, they, they did everything they could to look into that classified information. Oh, let's take a look at the Mar-a-Lago document situation. Oh, let's take a look at what happened there and their retention of documents and all the rest of it, right? That's, I think, a major component of this as well. They want to make it seem like, oh, they appointed a special counsel. Look at Joe. They want to make it seem like there was fair process that wasn't just about making everything uh, better for Joe Biden and making it more precarious for Donald Trump. But that's exactly what they've done. That's exactly what the situation is as it as it plays out here. Or just one more thing. I didn't tease this at the beginning of the buck brief. There's a story that Biden's one of Biden's dogs has now bitten another Secret Service officer. I couldn't believe this. For They're now saying it's the 11th biting incident. I mean, some of these incidents, they've drawn blood. Uh, they've, they, they've, had to go, uh, they've had to go to the hospital or get medical attention, Secret Service agents. I mean, they haven't, you know, that dog hasn't like, killed anybody, but uh, this is crazy. Can we, can we just take a, set, uh, take a second here and, and think about this? 11 times these dogs have bitten Secret Service agents? 
What kind of dogs the Bidens have? I understand that people get very defensive about this. They say, oh, but, you know, they're rescues or something. Okay, well, I know a lot of people that have rescues. They're not biting everybody all the time. And even if the dogs have temperament uh, issues, they should be trained or they should be kept away from people so they can't bite them. I'm also going to put this out there. People's dogs are generally a reflection of their energy, emotions, and, you know, the way that they interact day to day. People's dogs are, generally speaking, um, like I said, uh, it's, it's a, a mirror into the household that owns that dog. And I just think there's something, I, maybe I'm, I'm looking into it a little too much. I think there's something really unsettling that the president of the United States, the current president of the United States, has dogs that are biting people. A lot. Not once or twice, a lot. Why? And you could say, oh, it's not their fault or whatever. Really? How many other presidents have had dogs that were drawing blood from Secret Service agents almost a dozen times? Zero. You know, there's, there's uh, so much falsehood and dishonesty and de- honestly depravity at the center of the Biden universe. And I think some of that bad energy, maybe I'm crazy, I think some of that bad energy is picked up by the dogs and they're anxious and they're scared and they attack. They attack other. Look, I love dogs. I feel badly for these dogs. My point is just there's something wrong here. You know, there's some, they're, they're feeling the dogs are picking up a negative energy from whoever in the Biden family or whoever the handlers are that are dealing with them the most. I mean, I don't think it's Joe Biden, but Something something doesn't smell right about the whole thing. They're picking up some kind of, like I said, bad energy. All right, everybody. That's the Buck Brief for today. I'll talk to you soon. Shields high. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.